Okay, so I just finished watching episode seven of Watchmen. And as I was watching it, I kept thinking like, okay, they want us to believe that Dr. Manhattan is a god with a physics background. Okay, so he's all-knowing, all-powerful ability. His abilities include being able to, you know, create life and teleport and uh, explode people's heads and all of that, you know, cool. But I couldn't help but think, like, maybe there is a part of him that even though, you know, even after his accident, right, he considers himself to now be no longer human because he's no longer able to be surprised by life, right? He knows the past. He knows the future. He's able to see all of life happening at once. That Now, I, now I don't know if this is something that's going to get addressed in the future episodes, but what a common sort of theme I keep seeing consistently made in these sort of shows when they talk about either time travel or, you know, being able to perceive, you know, the future and things of that nature is that they never discuss the existence of parallel universes, so parallel universes more or less exist as probabilities to be experienced by one's consciousness, right? Or, you know, or to be actualized by one's consciousness. So let's pretend that I am Dr. Manhattan. If I am sitting here and I close my eyes, right? I can see my past history and then I can see my future and I'm able, what it seems like his actual ability is, is the ability to kind of access different versions of himself throughout time. That's, that's his power right there. So it's not that he's experiencing all of life in its entirety at one time, He's only able to see what he's only able to communicate more or less with different versions of himself through one timeline period. That's his limitation, right? And as, as it's being shown right now, at any rate, it doesn't seem that he's aware of the fact that that is his limitation. Although he should be, considering the fact that he was a physicist before his accident. So my argument is this. So if you watch the episode, there is a part where he says, and I don't want to spoil it, so I'm going to kind of talk around the situation as best as I can. But he says to one of the characters that we're going to have an argument. This is going to happen. I'm going to say this, and then you are going to say this. And that person responds like, don't cause the argument, you know, 
right? Like, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't feel like arguing with you. We're not going to argue. Just let it be. But he says, no, it has to be this way. And so it's going to happen. And as a direct result of his behavior, that argument thus comes in, you know, comes into uh, existence or, or he, he experiences that argument. That was very telling to me because that tells me that, okay, so it's not what we think. It's not that he is able to see all of, see the future, and, but he can't, you know, prevent it, right? He's, in my opinion, only able to see one reality, one multi, one universe, right, within the vast array of, of our multiverse, he's only able to see the reality in which he, his consciousness actualizes and thus has, you know, and thus experiences. Just one timeline. You know, if he was able to navigate across and see various versions of himself, I mean, he can travel through space, right he can be he can be in you know in europa communicate with a past version of himself and a future version of himself alongside so he can travel within space and 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 um also time but he's not he's not able it doesn't seem like he's able to jump across timelines timelines rather like he doesn't seem like he's able to jump from one universe to another universe from one parallel universe to another, which then doesn't make him a, quote, God. It makes him maybe God-like to those of us, or I guess the characters in that timeline, right? He's all-powerful in that timeline, but if he's unable to break out of the, the uh, manifest the destiny across his, you know, his, his entire lifespan, then he, he is limited, and thus he's not a God. Right, he's just like a higher life form of man, which then doesn't really make him that much different than most human beings. And what I mean by by that is this: there's a book called "Is There Life After Death" by don't remember the guy's name right now, but if you Google it, it's a doctor, so and so. Um, I will remember it, I'm sure, as I'm having this conversation. Um, but anyway, he talks about he gives several examples actually of different people throughout time who were able to know like their future and even people who were able to predict when they were going to die, right? Nostradamus, there was this English person who was actually like a fool who worked for, I think it was Henry V or something like that. And then um, an actress, an American actress in the 50s as well. So these people were able to predict certain uh, things that were going to occur uh, during their timelines and, and the future of their timelines. Like some, but nothing past the point of their own death, even, even Nostradamus. Right? They couldn't predict beyond their own death. So what the doctor was saying um, in Is There Life After Death, what he's saying is that, well there is there's got to be some sort of latent ability in all humans where you can theoretically 
communicate with a future version of yourself and thus see how your life is going to basically end. And if you are, if you're able to kind of strengthen that, that link between your present self and your past self or your present self and your future self and communicate somewhat, then you can also theoretically predict the future. The, um, and, but it's not really a prediction. It's just because all of time has already happened or is happening, you know, at one given time. If you carry, if you're the kind of individual that's going to kind of walk across a particular path, you know, and manifest a particular uh, timeline and experience a particular timeline, then as a result, then you should be able to communicate with your future self and know when you, when you die and everything else that happens in your future, even historically, you know, like who, you know, the presidents are going to be things like that. Um, so that's a latent human ability that regular people have shown, like normal people have actually been able to, to, to do this. So then that tells me that, okay, well, that might be what Dr. Manhattan has. He just has a, like a much more like a heightened sense of that. So he can, you know, he can teleport, which, you know, Eventually, I think we will be able to kind of more or less do that. Um, believe it or not, I think we will be. I mean, we've seen it in Star Trek, so clearly, <laughs> I'm not joking, actually. I do mean this. Like, I, we will in the future, just if we keep going down this path and, you know, assuming we don't fucking blow ourselves up or, you know, set ourselves back somehow and we just keep progressing technologically you know that should be something that would happen that will happen okay so he can do that but he seems to be kind of limited in his ability to see only and live in only one timeline and as a result that's his that's his bane right that's the bane of his existence is that he sees only one probable reality and nobody has told him yet that, bro, like, yeah, you, you, okay, once you make a different choice that's different than a conditioned reaction, right, once you choose something different, that reality should change as well, you know, and one of the characters on the episode was kind of alluding to that, like, it doesn't have to be like that, like, it was the argument, you know, they were saying, like, it, this doesn't have to happen, but he was so stubborn and so fixate, fixated on the fact that, like, yes, it does. It has to happen like this because I've seen it. He then causes, right, he then manifests that reality. He then causes that, those events to happen. And I know that the, the, there's a new episode that's going to air uh, Sunday night. So maybe things change or maybe that's where the show is going, where he maybe wakes up and realizes that, wait a minute, like, I'm doing that. Like I can make different choices and then that maybe helps him kind of wake up, right? Like this is a, this is a blue, right? Higher vibrational being with, you know, obviously he's got an all seeing, like he's got not the all seeing eye, that's got a negative connotation, but he's, his third eye theoretically is all open, is open. And that's how he accesses all these different realities is like through his, you know, third eye or whatever, but he doesn't seem yet awake or conscious of the fact that he can still, he can shift his consciousness 
to other realities that are different from the ones that he's seeing by the choices that he makes. So right now he's imprisoned by his own belief in a quote manifest destiny, so to speak, or a belief that, you know, there is no free will and, you know, and everything has happened is fixed. Like, for example, when he goes to Vietnam and he kills all those people, you know, he's asked, like, why are you, why do you do this? And it's almost like, well, why did you do this if you know what the consequences were going to be? And he almost kind of says, well, that was what I saw. You know, there's no, there's not a part of him yet that realizes, like, okay, just because you saw that happening doesn't mean you have to make it so. You are a conscious being. You can make a different choice, right? You can make different choices. And... Yeah. So in that regard, he's still relatively human. He's still relatively reactive. And that's what makes him just the next evolution of man, but not quite God, right? A God would at least realize, you know, okay, I'm not imprisoned, right? I'm not powerless, right? I, I don't have to make these choices and repeat these lines as though I'm watching a script in the movies. There are parallel multiverses that exist that can be actualized if I make a conscious choice to break out of this, you know, script that I keep seeing. And that's, 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 that's the trick for all of us, right? Right. The most, most human beings feel kind of most human beings are like Dr. Manhattan no matter how powerful you think you are or powerless you think you are however you see yourself that's the reality that you manifest for yourself so if you think you're powerless and you that you you have to kind of manifest the reality right if you're if you come from a family of alcoholics and you, you know, get to a certain age, you start drinking and you just feel like, well, it's in my genes, right? And I have a predisposition to addictive behavior and alcoholism. So they start drinking and sure enough, it manifests. And then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak. Like we're all guilty of that, right? Or uh, one thing that I notice, like in, in interpersonal relationships, right? Like there's a lot of triggers that cause reactive uh reactive uh, reactions, I guess, right? Like if you're, you're, you're with your partner or your spouse, you know, they do something or say something that kind of like annoys or agitates you, you're going to respond, you're going to react. And that reaction is not even like a, it's not thought, provo- it's not thought provoked. It's an instinctive reptilian. Okay. You called me stupid. I'm going to get angry and I'm going to respond. And then that trigger will always, always cause a negative reaction without thought. And it's very, 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 very few humans that get up and go, okay, if I keep carrying down this path of allowing everything to cause me to react, right? I am not going to live a conscious life. I'm going to live a life kind of like what Dr. Manhattan lives where it's all just a life of cause and effect. And he's just able to see all the causes and the effects. So he says, we're all puppets. I'm just a puppet that can see the string. Okay, but at a certain point, you know, if you're God, you should be able to cut the strings. Right? Right? 
Okay, so that's the same kind of concept, right? A lot of religions kind of all basically say more or less the same thing that we're like, and I know you guys are probably listening like, wait, what is she talking about? I'm not even high though. This is just me normally. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, I know a lot of people are probably listening and, 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 and they're, they're kind of like wondering, okay, what is she, where is she coming at? But there are a lot of religions that, that say that you are God. You are a God, whatever. You're God having a human experience. Well, then if that's the case, then you should be able to consciously shift your, your consciousness to realities that you want to experience rather than reactive realities that are sort of like a pre-programmed manifest destiny, manifest destiny type of, you know, lack of free will sort of thing. I've, I've read, you know, philosophy first that say that we don't have any free will. And I don't think I'm going to go as far as to say that. I think that that's a defeatist, you know, mindset. I think that if you choose a particular uh, MO, way of operating, then yes, it could be argued that you don't have any free will because if you're consistently allowing yourself to react to everything on thinking, right, or and you're not consciously making different choices that are atypical of what a reaction that you would normally find, you know, with your personality, with your persona, if you're not constantly trying to challenge your reactions to things. Okay, why do I think that way? Why do I believe that? Or, you know, why am I, okay, I'm not, even though I feel like I should do this, right? That I feel like I should react to that. I want to be angry at this because it's a, it's a programmed response, right? It's a reaction. It's a, it's a pattern. Okay. Well then that's, if you're reacting, you know, and you're, you're kind of acting out patterns, yes, there is no free will. You're no different than a robot. You're no different than a puppet. Something outside of you is controlling your behavior and thus the outcome of your life, right? So if that's one thing, that you you find yourself doing, then yeah, you, there's no free will. Will being the operative word, it's the will that makes you free, but you've got to be willing to make the changes. Case in point, I overthink the fuck out of my podcasts, right? If I wasn't, if I wasn't the kind of in- individual who has made a conscious choice to challenge and check my instinctive or intuitive or whatever, no, not intuitive, but my instinctive reactions. I wouldn't even have this podcast. Like I've said in other episodes, like at one point in time, and you guys have probably noticed, like I took this podcast down because there is a latent program that is an aspect of my personality that says, you know, that I'm programmed to overthink, right? If you can't tell by listening, I've got an overactive mind. And you, you, that mind tends to make a problem out of every situation because it's, it's overactive. It likes solving problems. And so when it's an overactive mind that likes solving problems, it creates problems for, for constantly that it should be, that it feels like then I can solve it. You know, and it makes problems where there should there aren't any problems. And so, you know, I'll create a podcast, I'll listen to it, and instinctively my reaction is delete it, start it over, 
you know, or, you know, replay it, but write it out and edit it. And I just by sheer force of will and intention, I have to force myself, Joe, no, post, post it, like just fucking post it. And it literally, it's like tearing, you know, like, it's just like, it's like, it's like, there's like a cocoon of like program, like, you know, behavior or I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like, I feel this need to like behave in one way. And so when I try to shift out of that and, and do something different, like it, it literally causes me like physical or some sort of pain on some level. It's very difficult for me to just go fuck it and just post it anyway. But I do that as a constant practice of will, right? Because if I don't, then I'm allowing that latent sort of pre-programmed unconscious reptilian mind or whatever you want to call it, right? The personality that comes with my, my physical body to force me into a pre-programmed destiny, right? So if, if every time I get myself in these sort of situations, I always react in this sort of way, then that, <laughs> then I'm basically always going to be this kind of person. And if, I'm, if, if my behavior or my, is largely determined by my reaction to certain things, then at a certain point, I'm not even, I don't even have to be conscious anymore because I'm not the one who's making any choices. It's, it's my body reacting to the environment and it's always going to be the same type of reaction. So I'm always going to be the same kind of like person that has been predetermined by the personality that came, came with the body that I'm presently inhabiting, right? So like, let's take it back to Dr. Manhattan, right? This dude has like all the power in the world, but he's, still that same like his personality like she's like he even said it in the episode right he's like I'm still no matter what happens even without my memories you know I'm still gonna be me that's a problem right so before he became Dr. Manhattan he was a scientist which I think with a very rigid you know mindset very sort of fearful very reactive you know, if you watch the movie, you kind of get a sense of his personality. The, you know, the classic overthinker, you know, who just feels like, okay, this is how things are. And, and that's just kind of how it be. He, he never really became a different person. He was always John, right? And that's what he even said. Even with all this power, like, I'm supposed to be a god, but I'm still, I'm still limited. I'm still limited by my persona. You know, he, he, it hasn't even dawned on him. Like, okay, I don't have to fucking just act this shit out just because I saw it. Like, fuck it. Like, at that point in time, if he's sitting there and he's viewing this conversation and he knows arguments is going to happen and he can at any point in time teleport himself out of, like, out of the conversation and just go anywhere, and go get some fucking roses and show up, like, why doesn't he just do something different? He can't. And if you can't just change that aspect of yourself, then if you can't just change you, you have the power to shape life out of nothing, right? To turn Europa into a paradise, to clone humans or create humans or whatever you want to call it. 
but you can't change your human personality, an aspect of yourself where you can't just make a different choice and what you see could happen if you take these actions. You're not there yet, bro. You're still human, which is good. I mean, I mean, I think that that means going forward that there's a part of him that recognizes that, you know, that is going to recognize a weight. I thought that I was not human, but I am. I mean, even though his underlining drive to still want to be with humans or whatever is reflective of the fact that he's still a human being. He's not a god, you know. I just thought about that one song. I don't know how it's going to be pertinent, I guess, until I finish saying what I'm saying. But I remember that Jay-Z song, uh, human, human Beings in a Mob. What's a mob to a king? What's a king to a god? And what's a god to a non-believer who don't believe in anything? Do we make it out alive? No church in the wild. Like that line, I was like, has always been so deep to me. Like, like, okay, so human beings in a mob, right? Then what's a mob to a king, right? Right? And then what's a king to a god, right? But then what's a god to a non-believer who doesn't believe in anything? 